I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm the fourth children, Seth. Konnichiwa, Mitsuta Mobizu Bendesu. Which is Japanese for, hello, it is Mr. Movies, Ben. I'm sure you said that perfectly. I'm going to go ahead and say. Absolutely. I don't don't imagine there were any mistakes in that. Any of our Japanese listeners, they probably felt right at home. Mm -hmm. As if their own (laughs) grandmother was saying it. (laughs) They're like, oh, this brings me back. (laughs) There's some homesick Japanese kid listening to this podcast, and he's like, I feel warm now. I can make it through another day. Thank you, Bendesu. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Movies, just like Grandma. <laughs> there, there's this anime I, I really like, um, which for some reason I can't remember the fucking name of right now because it only has a Japanese name uh, about high school girls. It's just a silly little show, but one of them is from Osaka in the, in the show, right? And in the English dub, they had to localize her vo- her accent because Osaka is a different accent from most of Japan. Yeah. Right? It sounds different. So they went with a Texas accent for her in the American dub. And I love it. It's so great. They call her Osaka. That's her nickname in the show. And she sounds like a Southerner. And it's great to hear that. And what I've always wanted to hear ever since then is a Southerner from America speaking Japanese with a Southern accent. How great would that be? <laughs> That would be, I, I, I can't even, I really can't even process that. Normally I have a, I think I have a pretty good imagination, but I can't even imagine a Mm-mm. American South accent talking in Japanese. Mm-mm. Well, we I, kind of just got it from Ben, but. Yeah. yeah, that's only a taste of what you can <laughs> expect from Mr. Movies. Ben's going on Duolingo after this. He's going to get fucking get brushing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do my Duolingo every single day just for this podcast. By by the time we get to the rebuild movies, I'll be speaking fluent fluent. Exactly, Japanese. we won't even understand you anymore. No, Mm-mm. watching no subs, no dubs. Yes. Yep. <laughs> as uh, as Anno intended. The show's name, by the way, is Azumanga Dio. It is a great show. Recommend it highly. It's just silly little jokes about it's and it's yeah. It's just it's just, it's just fun. That's nice. all it is. So recommend it, folks. Also, before we get into Evangelion, we should talk the. Say happy birthday to Hideki Anno. Yes. We happen to be on this auspicious occasion. We are recording. I'm sure. I'm sure he's listening. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say heartfelt happy birthday. And I'm excited for your new movie, which I found out is playing in a theater near me in two weeks. Oh, so snap. I'm excited. It's, a Sh- it's it? Shin Kamen uh, Rider, right? Yes, Shin Kamen Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's gonna be playing in a theater close to me in like a, like a week or two, so I'm, I'm gonna go see it. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I saw somewhere that he wants to get all three, all four of his big shows properties into one movie, apparently. He wants to get Evangelion, Godzilla, Kamen Rider, and something else he's made into the same movie, which would be uh, insane. Well, he it did- might have been the... Go ahead. He didn't direct it, but I think he produced and helped write Shin Ultraman. So he did, he, yeah. That's yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. He's just been doing all the Shins lately. Can we get him to do a, a Shin Gamera, please? Now that <laughs> I would watch. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I think Shin means new in Japanese, so it's like Neo, basically Ultraman, and that's great. Okay. I love how it's just like what's coming out this year, new Ultraman. There's a new one coming out. We're just calling it New Ultraman. That's honestly what we should do here in America. We rehash stuff so much. We go, oh, New Batman's out, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Matt Reeves directed New Batman. That's what we're calling it. I mean, we well, already it's a sequel call it New Batman too. Yeah, we already call it that anyway. Now let's just make it official. Exactly. No, no, sorry. It's New the Batman. New oh. the Batman, of course. Not the New Batman. Yeah, no, 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 no. You gotta say it right. <laughs> Episode sixteen of Evangelion is where shit starts to really go off the fucking rails. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is especially hilarious because the episode starts Fucking... Anytime an episode starts with that music, it's gonna get fucking crazy by the end, I guarantee you. Classic dynamics. You know, Asuka's mad. Uh, Katsuragi's chill. Shinji's ap- apologizing too easily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got. I love the relationship we've got to now, where Asuka truly doesn't isn't even really mad about anything. She's just mad that Shinji is there and is being Shinji. Mm-hmm. She just can't stand it. Yeah, basically acting as like his pseudo uh, psychiatrist. It's like, do you think the reason that you keep apologizing all the time is because you're scared of criticism? I'm sorry. Stop and saying he's like, that. He's like, I'm just making breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I just switched the broth. Leave me alone. <laughs> this man just like he's just minding his own business, cooking breakfast, and gets just, just catching fucking strays. I know. And these are these are direct hits. They are oh, yeah, they're aimed right. at him. And then Katsuaki is just like, "Hey, chill out." And she's like, "You coddle him too much." It's like, <laughs> she's just trying to eat breakfast. This is breakfast, Asuka. Yeah. We just woke up. Yeah, Katsuragi probably was asleep in that position, in that chair last night. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you boys, because we're of a certain age now. Mm-hmm. When is someone going to watch this show, and they're going to be sitting there listening to uh, uh, Asuka accuse Katsuragi of dating Kaji again? And then they're going to be like, hey, what the fuck was that beeping sound, and why did Kaji's voice just appear? <laughs> how, how did that happen? What kind of phone is this? That's true. That's one thing I've noticed watching Seinfeld, which I do a lot, is there are so many jokes about answering machines and like call waiting and having an other line and stuff. I'm like, I mean, I still get this stuff, but people even a little bit younger than me are going to be like, what is this? What, what is this thing he's talking about? And uh, yeah, I think it's going to happen in this show, too. I think it's probably happened at this point. Probably somebody probably it happened and they went and asked their mom, hey, what's this in this show? Think about the psychopath world we used to live in where they call your house, you're not there, or you can't pick up the phone. It, there's a machine takes the call and plays it out loud as they're speaking to your entire home. Yeah. What a world we used to live in. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Mm, nothing was private. When did you last get a voicemail, by the way, on your cell phone? That wasn't from like a 
telemarketer or like a business trying yes. to get my hmm. think hard probably, probably a year probably from my pharmacy like about three months ago aside from pharmacy like aside from any business yeah, that's yeah. trying to get your like a person who you know personally just like oh hey ben didn't yeah. catch you it's from my grandma like eight months ago because, she, okay. you know, she doesn't text because nowadays, like, if you need something and they don't pick up, you just text them. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. Katsuragi is apparently hitting on the daily um, <laughs> from Kaji. We see it affecting her work. Yeah. Uh, she's showing up late, getting sloppy. It's also, it's especially interesting because the last thing we saw between Katsuragi and Kaji was him showing her Adam. Apparently, that blossomed a new romantic relationship between the two of them. Which, by the way, they never addressed why that those feelings came up after seeing Adam. They just apparently it just was enough to kickstart a new relationship. So, I don't know. Weird. Mm-hmm. Wait, Seth, you don't you don't find the sight of a giant white creature impaled to a huge cross, growing legs out of its bottom, to be incredibly sexually arousing to you? That's not. Oh, it's just me. I guess you got a point. You got a point, actually. (laughs) It's somebody's thing. You know that for sure. Somebody with something like, ding, that's it. (laughs) This is my life. Speaking of that being somebody's thing, I need to veer off the topic of Evangelion for just a second. I was watching a video the other day on Reddit, and there's this this subreddit called Stupid Food, where people will just make the most insane shit in the world. And sometimes they also post, like, people who on the internet made something sincerely, but it was really bad. So I watched this whole video. They, they cover this casserole dish in like tortillas. They put in like ground meat, cheese, beans, all that stuff. And then but they put it all in little sections and then they start mashing it up with their hands. And then they close it up, put it in the oven, pull it out. They cut it and the meat is still raw, by the way. It is, it's horrible. But the thing was, so I was just like, this is a horrible video. I went into the comments. I did not know this. Apparently, it's a fetish video. Apparently, the mashing of like all those raw ingredients is a thing online and certain people cater to that on tiktok yeah so if you ever run into one of these videos that's what's going on it's it's a whole thing because they'll the these accounts they'll make like six part videos out of something that should be like 30 seconds and yes i found somebody on tiktok who basically duetted it and was like oh this is fetish content this is fetish content and after that it has been so easy to recognize the fetish content that comes up because like if it, yeah. if they're like smashing stuff together and they linger on the hands for a long period of time and they're like doing certain movements yeah. with it it's like that's fetish that's a fetish thing and what i understand tiktok's algorithm is very smart so if ben is seeing these more than once <laughs> then hey man I, like, i'm not <laughs> many years ago boys when you when you were still young lads uh, I was clicking around on things I shouldn't have been on the internet, and I found a, a direct link to a website where it, the only it was a video. This is back when videos were still kind of like YouTube was still young. This is happening, yeah. right? And this video was of a person in a full-on furry costume, and they were slowly sinking into quicksand, thrashing yeah. the entire time. And I did not realize until later that was somebody's thing. Those two specific things, and I was just like, wow. Wow, okay. There is someone is very varied. There's someone out there who would probably pay $10,000 for that video. There probably is. And it was a grainy 480p, you know, video. Taking it will look like an actual, like, swamp. 
And I wondered, as the person disappeared into the quicksand, I was like, so, this is snuff? Did someone yeah, did die? They live? This is a third thing? <laughs> was there a guy waiting off camera just to, just, all right, time to get him out. Like, yeah. yeah. A quicksand I hope, expert. I really hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A quicksand spurt, sir. Of course. Darude Sandspurt. Uh, <laughs> in this scene, we see Shinji. He's got the best scores in the group now. Yeah. And in the locker room afterwards, Asuka is losing her mind over this. Ray does not give a fuck. Yes. Ray hits her with a farewell after this huge <laughs> rant. She looks back, says farewell, and it fucking cooks Asuka. She mm-hmm. just she just punched something. She's so mad. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really good. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I think I would react the same way if someone told me farewell. Yeah. Instead of goodbyes, like who does this who does this pompous motherfucker think they are? Well, farewell has an air of finality to it. Exactly. As of like good no, we won't see you again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be at least a week before I ever see you again. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. Also, after this, we see Shinji riding home, and the subtitles uh, indicate this is a one-man bus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which cannot be good for the environment. Put more people on that yeah. bus. It's also not a one-man bus. There's kids yeah, on there. Are there. <laughs> I have to wonder, is it referring to a one driver? Because, again, I haven't seen any multiple driver buses in my life. We should have a bus where one driver control each wheel. <laughs> well, in the future of UBI, Seth, we need to create jobs for people. So, yeah, exactly. we'll have four different wheel operators. We'll have a door opener, window opener, everything. Mm-hmm. I've long said the bus driver should have an alternate. The there bus? Be a second. <laughs> we so full of staff, it can't take anyone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's a window opener for every window. <laughs> so that's just one seat that's already taken up. Yeah. Yeah. There's breakers who hit the brakes. Yeah. Just sitting underneath the bus driver with their hands sticking out, just ready to... And then there's another guy just to press the gas pedal. So technically the bus driver's just steering the wheel. Yeah. There's two, there's two different guys to do both different uh, signals. Yeah. And both windows. Left and right. And both mirrors. Yep. Headlights, gotta have a guy for low lights and high beams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got it's just a guy hanging off the side with a with a flashlight. <laughs> now we're talking. There's a guy, he's like, I'm a thirty year member of the high beam union. Don't give <laughs> don't give me don't let me hear shit about those low beams. I'll never touch that setting. We will strike. This this bus is just guys now. There's guys <laughs> on the walls dudes, and the windows, windows and the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still making the stops. Yeah. <laughs> The wheels, just guys curled up. Yeah. Just <laughs> okay, I think we're now we're describing like an orgy or something. <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, army ants like build bridges their bodies for the yeah. queen. That's what we've made. Yeah. We've made a human. It's a Flintstones car. They're all just pedaling it with their feet on the yeah. ground. <laughs> yep. And the feet are bare. Yeah. You know they are. <laughs> for, the, for those people. Yeah. Oh my Anyways... <laughs> A crazy orb appears in the sky, Big old ball. and everyone goes, "Is it an angel?" <laughs> I'm like, "You better hope it is, because that's the only thing we know about." Yeah, I'm gonna assume it is. <laughs> yeah. If, if there's a third thing, yeah, God go damn. home. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have that. 
because they're like blood type orange, not blue. Blue is angel. What's orange? Yeah. Terrifying. I do love when they just drop little shit like that. Where they're just like, oh, a blood type orange. It's like, excuse me, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have a moment in a second about yeah. that. Shinji says, after all, fighting is a man's job. Shinji, do better, sir. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find it. I found that be very pointed. I think he he's trying to get a rise out of Asuka this entire time. Yeah. And he knows saying that is going to mess with her. Uh-huh. Um, and I do love how directly after that we get a scene where the angels are stealthing around <laughs> despite being hundreds feet tall. Uh-huh. Just the Avas hide, are, you mean. Ava, sorry, are hiding behind skyscrapers. <laughs> like, huh. Slicing the pie. Yeah, yeah, James bonding around even though they any step they take makes the most noise in the world. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like, how come Shinji's, how come Shinji's Ava just has a fucking Glock? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just has a fucking big ass Glock. A big ass Glock. Well, you, you saw a big assault rifle. Yeah. Now it's time for a big Glock. Yeah, but, yeah. Th- but this looked too much like a photorealistic <laughs> handgun, which threw me off. Like, what is this? <laughs> this is something they would, they would ben, censor in America in the early 2000s. That's what it looked like. Ben, ben close your eyes. Close your eyes. Picture the ideal pistol. You picture the Glock, and you've, you've already done it. It's just a bu- couple of black boxes. You can open your eyes now. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> good night, guys. <laughs> uh, and then there's, like, the cords. I love that we get, we get, we get cord uh, information now. There's more of them, so you can, like, just grab a new one. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. In. It's too long. It's too short. I got to drag the new one. I'm like, come on. We got to get batteries to these guys. I mean, I'm sure yeah. the batteries that they use for them would be able to, I don't know, destroy... Uranus or something, but they gotta have something. I want you to hold on to the idea of a battery for the yeah. movies. We'll, we'll I, come back to this. I will. Um, and then we see Shinji try and do some nonsense and get swallowed up by this thing's shadow. And I gotta say, Shinji's voice actor is very good at, ge- at conveying genuine terror yeah. in, in the voice. That was, it sounded genuinely distressed. It was great. Yeah, we're gonna get some of that later on in episode two. Um, mm. It was really good. But yeah, basically mm-hmm. this fucking ball just sucks him up. Just He is now in the ball. Yep. So we find out that uh, uh, Shinji's in a bad spot. Uh, Ray kind of confronts Asuka about why she pilots the Avas. And then we get my one of my favorite scenes of Techno Babble in this whole goddamn show. The uh, the angel has gone into an, an uh, imaginary number space. Yes, sounds like the economy, you know. Um, but also they keep, they keep saying, I'm not sure if y'all if y'all got this or not. The the Dirac C, the, the Dirac. Do you know what the Dirac C is? No. The Dirac C is a real thing. It is not made up. This is an actual physics idea called the Dirac C, which I'm going to read you real quick from Wikipedia here. Okay. A theoretical model of the vacuum as an infinite sea of particles with negative energy. Sounds like my ex-wife. Um, and it was first... It what? Was first okay, wait. Well, what is this new stand-up thing? This new <laughs> 90s stand-up bit? <laughs> That's all I can think of. Okay. Uh, uh, Paul <laughs> Paul Dirac came up with it, which uh, we, we've made to solve the Dirac equation. So a lot of Dirac going on. So here. this man made a problem, made up a solution, and was like, right. "Hey guys, I did pretty damn good on this one." <laughs> yeah. Money going into his own pocket. Yeah. <laughs> 
And there is a section here I was going to let y'all know called Inelegance of Dirac C. So it's not elegant, guys. It's not the most elegant solution to the problem of... Yeah, I mean, just when you described it, I already thought of some different solutions we could come up with. I'll top my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my Dirac C has positive energy instead. Yeah. Not like my ex-wife. Okay. So yeah, this is a real thing that from physics. They just put it in here. I'm sure that it. I'm sure someone heard this 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 word and was like, "Hey, that's cool." But I had to look it up because it's a real thing. Uh, just know. That's amazing. It's um, a part of whole theory, also like my ex-wife. Okay. I also love <laughs> speaking of whole. How they want their their plan basically is to destroy the angel from the inside. And the way that they're going to do this is, and I'm, I'm reading from the script here, they're going to drop 992 M2 mines <laughs> directly into it. And the reason they came up with that number is because it's every one that they have. <laughs> yep. They're just like, we didn't want to get our number nerds to come up with a good, uh, the exact number. So we're just going to drop fucking everything in there and see what happens. <laughs> it's funny, if you go back and watch the show, they actually do detonate eight M2 mines before this episode that's amazing so they had a thousand they had even thousand on their purchase order they're like we just need a simple thousand m2 mines that's all we ask yeah and now they're just gonna use the rest of them they're gonna blow their whole load right now (laughs) and we just stress an m2 mine is double a nuclear bomb with conventional explosives this is not some like not little nonsense yeah this is it's it's very funny that they're just like, yeah, just throw it all at them. Come on. Uh, Ritsuko gets slapped by Katsuragi, who is currently asking, what are Ava's really? <laughs> yeah. A little late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, lot of introspection in the this, these three episodes. Yeah, now, what is go- the fuck is going on? Yeah. Respectfully, now's not the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing. I'm with you, but maybe let's just wait a couple hours before we have this conversation. Yeah. Read the room. Or, better question, where was this when you took the fucking job? Yeah. So, like, there's giant robots. Eww. <laughs> okay, what are they? Ooh, classified. Yeah. You do it, though, right? Sure, yeah, why not? I mean, to be fair, someone said I gotta work with giant robots. I'd probably do it. Mm. I probably wouldn't even ask any questions. Yeah. Giant robots? Yes. I'm in. It's like how they, when they built the A-bomb, they were like, hey, we're actually not sure if it'll set the atmosphere on fire or destroy the planet. But we're going to blow it up anyway to see what happens. Like, figure it out first, guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very rude of you to rip uh, right from the script of Oppenheimer there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the historical events that happened. How dare I spoil yeah. them for oh, you. Oh, God. Now I can't see the movie now. I guess we got to go see Barbie <laughs> instead. Spoiler alert. The atmosphere did not get set on fire. That might happen in Barbie, though. I can't say. Yeah. Who's That's true. Might. <laughs> That sounds better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see Shinji have an existential crisis. Yeah, a uh, pretty pretty interesting one. You know, it's it, it introduces. There is a philosophical term for this. I can't remember off the top of my head, but the the idea of you know you have more than one existence. Everyone who knows you or knows of you has a different version of you in their head. And Shinji's you know learning all this stuff. I think one of the greatest moments is. When he's reasoning with this voice and he's talking about how he keeps mentioning the one time his dad said, I'm proud of you. And the voice is just like, are you going to recall that one moment of happiness for the rest of your life? <laughs> this, this voice is slapping Shinji around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some shows will that be subtext. No. Yeah. Even no, no, no. It was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. 
Subtext is for cowards. <laughs> I prefer text. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we, we see Shinji get very close to death. He calls out for his mother. And then the music starts to fucking kick ass mm-hmm. yeah. here. The, the music is just absolutely bonkers in this set of episodes. Yeah. And uh, Unit 1 rips its way out of the angel's shadow in a gruesome display. And uh, Katsuragi, once again, asking those questions she'd asked a long time ago. Yeah. What are we going to do with the Avas after this is done? Like, yeah, that's a damn good question. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure they're just going to decommission them and recycle the parts, baby. Yeah. Next question. Yeah. Like, I, I actually took some notes uh, during my watch of these episodes, and I literally wrote down, the score fucking rocks. And also, one thing we didn't really talk about before the Ava busted out was uh, he was, Shinji was approached by, what, like a vision of his mom. And yeah. trying to remember what exactly his mom told, uh, told him, but I don't know, that set something off. It was kind of like a Deus Ex Machina, if you will, or I wrote down here Deus Ex Momkina. Um, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Ben's over here shaking his head like, "Yeah, yeah. I got him there." Yeah, I got yeah. him. That's gold right there. Mm-hmm. And that was better than all the my wife jokes that Smith just made. So <laughs> my I'll, wife, I'll give you that. I mean, Ben, you say Deus Ex Machina. You know what that phrase means, right? Yeah, like the little, like the little, like God coming down and like interfering. Yeah, God yeah, out God of it means mach- God out of machine. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, just you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> possibly that <clears throat> that's meant to yeah. be. Oscar hmm. looks scared shitless here. Ray, again, just okay. Yeah, fucking stonewalling. Ray, so yeah. What? what you haven't seen a giant ro- you haven't seen a giant robot bust out of a giant orb and just spray the entire city with blood. Never seen that before. Yeah. Honestly, Ray. Oh. A whole mood and a half. Am I re- I'm, if I'm being real with you guys? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah. There, there's a great line here. I can't remember who says it, but someone call asks if Avas are our allies, not tools, not weapons, allies. It's funny that they ask that because it's like, would you ask if your car is your ally? <laughs> because theoretically, the Avas are supposed to be tools that we use. We, we don't ever ask that about our car. Or our fork, or our yeah. oven, you know? Nobody ever looked at a fucking M1 Abrams tank and was like, this is our ally? What does it feel? <laughs> if it feels something, run. Yeah. It's um, a bad day. Yeah, like I said, this bad episode is just everyone kind of being like, huh, maybe, maybe there's more to this than we initially thought. Uh-huh. Huh. We see Shinji waking up in hospital room again. Ray's there reading a book like her fucking creepy ass usually does. Yep. And then she leaves and Asuka's outside lurking because of course she is. Yeah. And Shinji says, I can't get rid of the blood. End of episode. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Ray, what, before she leaves, Ray, I can't exactly remember what Shinji's mom said earlier, but Ray says the same thing. Yes, and that is true. So right. that's something that's something I kind of noticed there as well, and also yeah, like you said, Oscar just kind of. Oh, it's I'm I'm, gl- it's, I'm glad you're okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. Also, should mention the episode. That the title of the episode was uh, the the Netflix title was "The Sickness Unto Death," and then dot dot dot. But the original title was "Splitting of the Breast," which just you know, direct mm-hmm. to the point. 
pretty much. A very good title. That was a great one, y'all. That was that was one of the high point episodes yeah, yeah, of yeah. the show. That's one know? of the maybe top five episodes of the show as far as like just everything fucking works in that episode. Yeah. And it's one of those moments where this is the turning point of the show. This is where things are gonna get things have already been kind of weird. But things are gonna get more weird and I feel like they're gonna get more abstract. And it's just gonna it's it's we're gonna go balls to the wall from here on out. Yeah. It's, you're not wrong. I cannot wait for Ben to, and, and for Seth to see the end of Evangelion. Y'all yep. are going to fucking lose y'all's minds. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to get there. Um, but we're on to the next episode. Um, yep. episode. That one ends, like I said, with Shinji talking to himself. And then um, episode 17. This one, um, I think the next two episodes in this batch, they're both very good episodes. But they are... Definitely budget episodes for a good chunk of their runtime. But once again, they handle it really well. Starts off with grilling Katsuragi. Again, budget, easy to do. One single frame. Yep. Everything's black around her. No background. Light comes down. Easy. At one point, there's nothing on the screen at all. Mm -hmm. And there's just a couple voices. I'm like, this is easy. Oh, yeah. You know some Bean Counter was like, oh, yeah, all right, seven seconds of darkness, no animation. <laughs> some guy with an aching wrist after drawing everything. He's like, yes, please. Oh, thank please. God. Oh, thank God. Yeah. They asked the question, are the angels attempting to communicate with humanity? Guys, these are questions you should have asked before. Yes. I And it's it's funny because it's, it's a little, it, I don't know, it's a little naive, but it's also incredible. Incredibly honest how a lot of decisions get made, especially with government and military. They just see a problem and they're like, okay, let's throw as much as we can at it and put whoever in charge and let them lose their minds. And we'll just, I'm sure it's going to be fine. What what, what kind of questions are we going to have? And now they have questions. And as you learn more about the backstory and history of Evangelion, you're going to see how crazy these questions they're asking are. Because they're like, oh, angels don't coordinate with one another. Which is true. We never see two angels working together. Uh, yes. True. Unless they are split from the same cloth. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, not really. Um, that's true. That's true. These guys are, they're on to something. Uh, Gendo backs up Katsuragi and says time is short, basically, because they're wondering about how clever the angels will get. Because it's true. We've not really seen much cleverness from them. They kind of do a, a direct approach, right? They show up, they try and, hey, what are they trying to do? We still don't know that. Mm-hmm. They just, they want in the nerve. Nerve. Nav. Sometimes they say it nav. They only say the R. They're just like nav. Nav. <laughs> those, are the, those are the Canadians talking. Of course. Of course. Oh, of course. And then we just see Ray, like, giving Gendo a status update. Like, school, going great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Literally, Ray Anami, I mean, most well-adjusted person if you just look at her. She just, has, she just has all the answers. Fucking mm-hmm. e- easy life. No, no problems at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one way I would describe Rayanami Ray is uh, well-adjusted. Well-adjusted, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just love how she just... the These little pieces of her life are things that Shinji would cream himself for. If he could just talk to Gendo mm-hmm. as like a person. Yeah. <laughs> he would love that. We see him at school. Ida apparently got to leave school to go see a new piece of military hardware. Can yeah. you do that? Is that a thing? Apparently. 
Yeah, Ida just has that. He he's got that thing about him, mm-hmm. and like I, we get a lot of Toji in this episode. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Like I feel like this that would be something easier to do in America, maybe than in Japan. It's like, hey, uh, the Marines just dropped a new tank. I want to go check that out. It's like you want to go support your country, young man. You goddamn <laughs> right. You, you take the whole yeah. rest of the week off. You go you go ride that tank for America. Yeah. Just, just go look at that bad boy. Tell us what it looks like when you come back. Tell us what it looks like. Take, take plenty of pictures. Excri- describe it in excruciating detail. <laughs> the planes and angles of the armor. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> I want to um, know. I'm getting this Savannah Gentleman uh, accent in here a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we find out, by the way, the second branch of nerve in Nevada disappeared. Yeah. Everyone takes this extremely well. Yeah, they're like, okay, cool. This has clearly happened before. (laughs) Or something similar has happened to these people before. Yeah, what's going on in Nevada? Yeah, (laughs) they they should call it Nervada. You know how there's like a, a cordon around Area 51 you can't you can't go past or whatever. It's like, and they they made everyone get out. Can you imagine being a guy who's like a Fox Mulder type conspiracy theorist hanging out on the edge of Nerve Second Branch, and one day it vanishes? <laughs> You'd be like, you would lose your fucking mind. You go into town that day and be like, guys, I know I've said some crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but trust me. <laughs> Something weird has happened. Yeah. <laughs> I say this understanding my history in this town and how you all feel about me. Something has happened. Please trust me. Please. And then there's a boy who so cried he- wolf him. They don't even go outside. Uh-uh. Nope. So if you crafted a wonderful detail human being here, that's crazy. <laughs> this guy has a history. He has a life he left behind to yep. go look at Nerve Second Branch. For- yep. How far away, mm-hmm. and then one day it vanishes, and his whole life crumbles apart even more than it already was. The, the fragile foundation connecting him to this world gone. I know. I'm glad you got all that from the little speech yeah. I just gave. And then some guys in Japan are like, "Well, that sucks." Yep. <laughs> all right. Next. <laughs> Serves them right. I get, they don't talk about America very much in this show for good reason. I was just set in Japan. You don't see Doctor Who talk about America a whole lot. Yeah. But I just would love to know the, the White House's reaction to a chunk of Nevada vanished. Yeah. Can we get one of those one of those uh, Ben Shapiro and the presidents play League of Legends and they talk about nerve disappearing? <laughs> Please, someone do that. So, gotcha. uh, nerve disappeared? <laughs> Uh, Michelle, did you hear about this? Michelle, I was gonna say Michelle next. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's that's every Obama impressionist. That's their trigger word is Michelle. Michelle, <laughs> that's how you get into it. Will you be clear? That one. This, this was the Obama year. Can you imagine Trump running for president while this is happening in the background? Yeah, it would. It, it might absolutely accelerate the campaign. Yeah, it really might. Folks, these angels, you heard of them? You seen them? They're so big. They're so beautiful. They're so They're big. Glorious. We got to have bigger ones here in America. Right. Nerve just disappeared. Yeah, can you believe it? It just gone. <laughs> Vanished without a trace. <laughs> Boris Johnson talking about nerve. We can do this all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of that great Boris Johnson accent that I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, more like Boris Johnson. No. Uh, anyways, oh, there the- is... Go ahead, sir. I was like, that's the same word. You just said Boris Johnson again. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
the Goon Squad is here again, by the way. These four people who do everything in Nerd <laughs> are also here doing this. Yep. I love these guys. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're the, they're the, they're the workhorses. Without them, there'd be no Nerve. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, there's, all, there's always in any organization, there's always like four people, basically, who run everything. Yeah. Like if Kathy from Accounts Payable quit and her Excel spreadsheet from 1997 went away, your company would collapse. Yeah. yeah. That's who they are. That's what happened to Enron. <laughs> One of the janitors just quit that day and they were like, fuck, what are we going to do? He kept plugging in the right cord every day. Exactly. No one they had no idea where the cord was. <laughs> They mentioned the Duroc C again, something called the S2 drive failed. That's what caused Nerve Second Branch to disappear. Uh, unit 4, gone, apparently. Unit 3, though, still got it. And they're going to send it to Japan. Because, yes, America would definitely send our giant living biomechanical war machine to Japan for safekeeping. That's the thing we would do, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's how geopolitics works. I love this world where the UN has a military now, and they're better, they're, they're stronger than America. I just love this. This is so fun. Yeah. Sanction me. Sanction me with your army. <laughs> oh, wait. You ain't got no army! <laughs> In this universe, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Secretary General fucking... Oh, man. Who was Secretary General of the UN in 2015? Let's see here. This is riveting. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, I gotta know. Was it? It was Bankai Moon! That's right, baby. From fucking Korea. Let's do it. So... Oh, yeah. Korea has a great history with Japan. They would love to work oh, with yeah. these guys. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever happened in 1910 or anything that would <laughs> maybe uh, ruin that relationship. Nope. Uh, we hear about the dummy plug again, which is, has the name Ray stamped on it. Yeah, I used to know. I used to know a guy in college. I called him the Dummy Plug. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I know a weed dealer. We all called him that. Yep, Dummy Plug. Yeah, mm. he was really stupid. Oh, so stupid. We got to talk about the fourth children. They've been found. Yep. Quotation marks. We, the Marduk Institute, which might not be as legitimate as one thinks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I did want to point out, or at one point, I can't remember if we've gotten to this point in the episode yet or not. There's an ep- a part where Toji has to go to Rei Ayanami's house um, oh, yes. apartment to give her her schoolwork or whatever the shit they're trying to do. And there is an amazing scene where that, this, the class rep is definitely hitting on Toji and is trying to be like, hey, I can go with you. Let's do this together. And then Toji's like, huh, who's the best person to bring to a girl's house? Looks right past the class rep and says... <laughs> Shinji Ikari, you're with me. <laughs> yep. You've done this Who before. Is, who's a good person having any kind of social situation? <laughs> Shinji Ikari, for sure. He carries himself who's well. The most, who's the most solid dude I know? Yeah. Subtle. Ikari. You know, fucking uh, smooth. That's who you want. Mm-hmm. Never weird or awkward. Never sits there silently and says nothing for long for some time. <laughs> Not Shinji. Just Life amazing. I, I love it. I mean, the joke, obviously, is that he just looks past the class rep. But the mm. consequence being that he takes Shinji, who has already had an awkward run in at Rei Nami's house in the first place, mm-hmm. is just amazing. Yeah, they go to this fucking hellish apartment once again. 
Like this is like the this is like the guys. You know that that vision that right wingers have of American inner cities where it's like all run down and there's crack everywhere and shit. That's what they picture. They picture yeah. this place where Ray mm-hmm. lives. And the thing is that it's just her apartment. Everything else around her looks normal. Her apartment though is horrible. Yeah, she she lives yeah. in like a tin can, like it's like a bl- like Blade Runner esque. Yeah, and they never Coach question the beakers. Man does not clean up. Oh yeah. Yes, they never question the beaker. And yes, more of this dumb sexism where Toji is just like, a man can't clean up. I just won't but do yeah. it. The most psychopath shit, y'all. The most sociopathic, crazy nonsense in this whole goddamn show happens in this scene, which is that there are two boys in her apartment. Ray comes home and says nothing. Yep, she's just no like, no reaction. She's like, uh, you need anything? Hello? <laughs> Hi. Like she was expecting them. Oh, you're here? She fully opens the door, sees two men in her apartment, closes the door, takes her shoes off, walks right on in. They speak to her first. (laughs) Also, she's like a 14-year-old who lives completely alone. So I don't even wonder if that's going to get addressed in this show at all. Um, (laughs) She has a shitty bed, a fucking Bunsen burner with beakers on it, like you keep saying so. Yes. And... Gendo Akari's glasses. That's her whole life. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. And she doesn't she oh, a drawer full of underwear. Even though she goes home every day, she does not check the mail. So the mail the slot is full of mail that just nothing else can go in. What mail is she yeah. getting? Who is sending her yeah. stuff? Exactly. Also, she leaves her door wide fucking open. They just mm. waltz right in. Are there like malls in, in Tokyo that are like, hey, we gotta send sale papers out. Let's send one to Ray Ayanami <laughs> while we're doing it. Yeah. Who is this guy? Who's the guy who walks up here every day and is like, yep, just keep cramming more yep. in here. All right, put him more on the fire. <laughs> just doing my job. Yep. The lone 14-year-old who with blue hair and red eyes? Yeah, she's got this. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I could not believe that scene. It was so fucking funny. Just like, I, ca- I can't imagine a situation around to walk into my house and see two people who are not supposed to be there. And my reaction wouldn't be... What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Who died? Yeah. And so a little later on, Kaji and Shinji hang out, which not something we've really seen too much of. And Shinji, so Shinji, as we've discussed, is a pitiful little man who can't ever really speak his mind. But he delivers what is basically a fuck you and your couch to Kaji because he says, you know, you're not as respectable as I thought you are. <laughs> It's like, God damn, man. I was like, for for Shinji, that is a deep burn. <laughs> That's the tea talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, before this, hold on. We're, we're skipping ahead. We got to talk about Gendo and Fuyutsuki's conversation about humanity and the exile from the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Just casual train talk, you know, like you do. Well, they also mentioned the Dead Sea Scrolls once again. Um, And we see Kaji hitting on one of the goon squad. Yep. Yeah, and like, like kind of like hard hitting on, uh-huh. like not even like he literally says when she's when she's like I'm gonna report you for sexual harassment. He says, well then I better keep your mouth busy. It's like what is wrong with Jesus you, man? Jesus Christ! Whoa. That is <laughs> that is a bridge too far. But I actually got the feeling from that scene that Kaji was doing it on purpose to get her to go away. I, I talk to Katsuragi. I do think that too. Uh-huh. Alone, and they do some spy shit, 
as Kaji's known to do spy shit. He tells her the Marduk Institute's not real and that nerves ranged all this nonsense. It's really it's really a mind trip to be told that a thing isn't real that you haven't even seen. You've only heard reference occasionally. Yeah. So it's like I didn't lose anything here, guys. I exactly. I'm good actually. Like the UN. I've never seen that thing. <laughs> no. You can't convince me it's real at this point. Also, when Kaji invites Shinji off, Shinji says, but I'm not a girl. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Another little, kind of like a slight burn. Like, Kaji, like, yeah. you, don't, you don't do anything that doesn't involve your, your dick, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> and then we see that gardening is Kaji's hobby. Of course. Yeah. Uh, one thing that a, a spy can do really easily is keep tabs on their their house plants mm-hmm. for sure yeah. yeah they're never gone for stretches of time and you can't water things and the way he sets this up too even... like he's like oh i'm gonna show you something top secret shinji don't tell anyone <laughs> else about this and it's just fucking watermelons yeah <laughs> so i grew up myself now, you like it <laughs> shinji's like now i got your ass yeah. now that i know what you're watermelons you're mm. going down buddy mm. <laughs> also in a conversation, Kazuwal, uh, fucking Ida just drops. Oh, by the way, one of the Avas is dead. How do you know this? Is yeah. it on the message boards? <laughs> and the thing is, the best part is this is a scene where you learn how little Shinji knows about the world around him. He literally, nobody tells him shit. He doesn't know this. He doesn't know there's a fourth children. He doesn't know nothing. Ida knows more than him, and Ida doesn't work at Nerve. Mm-hmm. Ida's just some guy. Yeah. He's just a kid, literally. He's a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sh- with a camera and a hard-on for military hardware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, did you? How about that? Okay, first of all, this whole episode we get a lot of Toji in this episode. Toji is about a kind of a tertiary character that's happening throughout the show, but now he's coming to focus a lot, foreshadowing obviously what happens with him. I just want to point out that on duty, apparently in the school classroom, means they they send you to operate the fucking incinerator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that that's very funny, and I want to know how how true that is. Yeah, <laughs> apparently Japan just gives kids a lot of responsibility because you if you would give it any kid from our high school an incinerator to operate, can you imagine? The school would be incinerated within a week. Yeah, <laughs> right. They would find a way. And why do they need to use the incinerator that often? Like, what what's what's the motive there? Yeah, it's like it's like oh another another child has died. You, you throw throw them in there. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting our household garbage into the incinerator. Yeah, <laughs> got to keep the trash off the streets. Let's put it in. The, let's yeah. put it in the air instead. Yeah, what's gonna happen? It's in the, it's in the air. What, what's gonna happen? Yeah, what's the worst thing gonna happen if something's in, in the air? Fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, <laughs> also, I love the crazy roundabout way the class rep has to ask Toji if she can make food for him. Mm, yes, she's like sometimes there is food. And sometimes there is more of it than is necessarily needed. And then Toji is, and instead of Toji saying, okay, I'll come over to eat. He's like, I'll eat the leftovers. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a weird conversation these two have. It's like, oh, there's more food than yeah. needed. That's a shame. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, well, <Okay>. later. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> If you watch a lot of anime like I do, you understand this is a common thing in anime where people can't just say their feelings outright. They have to, like, go roundabout ways to do this. Yeah, there's a whole anime about it that you showed me that ruined my damn life. So. 
Um, uh, the anime is incredibly good, and Seth is wrong. No. Uh, the jokes are amazing. It's too much for me. I'm sure it's good. It's just too much for me. What's it called? Let's just say it real quick. Kaguya-sama Love is War. Yeah. That that show... But it, I watched one episode, and it just broke my brain. So. Hey, Ben, do you have anxiety? Sometimes. You shouldn't watch okay. the show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although you should watch it because it's fucking okay. amazing. Asuka goes to see Kaji and he snubs her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like fuck off, kid. Yeah. And I do want to point out something. The very the very last segment of this episode is where um, a Toji is shooting a basketball, mm. empty court. And I want to. I just want to say this as a person who really loves basketball. He has very bad form. <laughs> I, I have to say it. You're not. You're not really supposed to. The only one person in history has been able to do the thing he does, which his name is Kobe Bryant, where he like gets all the way up and then shoots. You're not. You're supposed to like do it all in one motion. Um, he makes the shot, of course. I mean, come on, he's he's Toji. Uh-huh. Um, but don't do that if you're if you're a person trying to learn basketball, and the one thing you're learning is from Evangelion. Uh-huh. Don't do that motion. It's bad form. So Toji, come on. I mean, Seth, Toji, Kobe. And Kobe is an incredibly famous player overseas, so maybe there's some... Mm. I mean, he wasn't... He'd only been in the league for one year when the show was made, so I, I doubt it, but, you know, there could be something there. Otto saw the potential very early. <laughs> yeah, that's how much he it was... was his scouting report on Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Evas are kind of shaped like Kobe Bryant, so just saying. Um, also, my biggest surprise was they got basketball in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. don't they have like basketball animes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. For sure. There's one um, called like Basketball High School or something. <laughs> <laughs> I turned into a high school basketball. <laughs> that could, listen, man, don't, don't try it. It could be real. It, you could, you could put that into a yeah. thing. Uh, also, I, I just wrote down here, I, I got to say this. Uh, it's so great that Unit 4 T poses to assert dominance <laughs> across the Atlantic. Yeah. Just, across the sky. Whole time. <laughs> That's episode seventeen. Yeah. It's called, by the way, uh, the fourth to be qualified or fourth children. So pretty similar. Pretty similar names. Yeah. And episode eighteen just starts off right there, basically. And I gotta ask you a question that we all need to ask ourselves real fast: Is how big is this fucking plane <laughs> to carry an Eva across the ocean? How big is this fucking plane we're using? That is, Just use a plane to kill angels. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the conversation we had about when they build them, they have like a warehouse for them. You're, the, you, you're already building a warehouse bigger than anything in the world. Now you're building a plane that's probably about as big as one of those warehouses. Yeah, I'm with, yeah, with you. Just throw the plane at stuff. Yeah. If that doesn't work, <laughs> you're done. You're cooked. Just dive bomb the planes. <laughs> Just 9-11, the motherfucker. I mean, it's, it worked twice. Yeah, it's like in that in the new Godzilla films, they have that gigantic fucking airplane, you know, that they fly around yeah. in. Yeah. Who built this song, bitch? Yeah. yeah, did Godzilla put this stuff together? <laughs> right. It just baffled me. Like, you can build this, you can't find a way around the goddamn kaiju? Yeah. Also, Kajiragi starts the episode off as well. Uh, we see the, the fucking Ava fly through a, 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 a cloud. The cloud mysteriously has lightning in it. So that's going to tell you something. Kajiragi is like, hey, Shinji, you don't understand women. He's 14. Yeah. Give him time. No, first of all, I still don't understand. Yeah, no women. shit. Yeah. And second of all, <laughs> no, Shinji, 
probably not gonna probably not a bridge he's ever gonna cross. No. <laughs> just to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> yeah. And so after this, Ida knocks on the door and first of all we we find out that there is a fourth children and blah blah blah. They haven't told Shinji who it is. Um then Ida knocks on the door and formally requests to be the fourth children. Um but obviously, obviously he is not. Um but it's very funny how he I th- I, th- I guess that's how the world works in his mind is he can just knock on Katsuraki's door, which the thing is in the, this show's logic that might've worked. Honestly, he, she might've been like, shit. Yeah. Why not? Come on. Suit up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Someone volunteered. Oh, oh finally. Yeah. Load off Ooh. my mind. Finally. How's I find another fucking depressed, useless ass 14 year old in the school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with mommy or daddy issues. Uh, a thing I noted, by the way, is in the in the car conversation between Ritsko and uh, Katsuragi, uh, Ritsko's fu- uh, uh, computer is the same color as LCL. The screen is oh. the same color. Also, in the in the in the uh, classroom, when uh, Toji accuses Shinji and Asuka of being a couple, she loses her mind, of course. And we see a shot of everyone in, in the in in the background. What do you see? You see Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I didn't notice that. Yeah, she learned uh, it. I need to go back and watch that scene. Mm-hmm. We see Unit uh, 3 arriving, and it's so funny because uh, uh, Kotsuragi's line is, no man has ever made me wait this long in my entire life. <laughs> yep. Just just throwing in zingers when they can. Mm-hmm. Hilarious show. Also, I thought I made it in class. We here for the third time in this semester what the second impact was. Yeah. Is this the whole class? Yeah. I mean, I imagine if something that monumental happened, maybe? Mm-hmm. But now he's like, I was living in fucking this city, and that's underwater, in the bottom of the ocean. I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we get to hear about this every single day. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, like, uh, in the future, history classes are going to teach... How, how much should I teach about the, the COVID pandemic, you know? Like, is that going to be their thing? Where they're going to be like, every every day, I was there. I was on the front lines working from home. It was crazy. I tell you, Seth, absolutely not. They will not be Really? They're going to cover it up and ignore that it ever happened. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. For sure. But we'll see. They're doing it Actually, now. this is also assuming we have history classes in five years, which I don't think mm-hmm. we will. So True. We get a conversation between Asuka and the class rep. And the class rep's like, hey, I have a crush on Toji. Yes, of course, we get it. You're, you're. What? She Wait, says, like, she only... does? Wait, what? <laughs> Asuka says she only knows Shinji from work. And that was the first time it dawned on me. These fucking kids have jobs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also so funny that she says that because they, one, they go to school together. One, they live together. Mm. It's not yes. like she just knows him from work. Mm. Yeah. What a whole weird thing to say. Oh, God, you're so right. I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. They totally just, they spend most of their day together, really. Yep. We see in this episode where he's reading a magazine and she's on the fucking floor also reading a magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just have a, we'll get to that in a minute. It's yeah. so good. But she, she calls Rei Ayanami Miss Perfect, which is such a fucking amazing way to reveal how Asuka sees the world through the lens of this incredibly fucked up character. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, that's, per- that's perfect. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, she also, I love how she, she, <laughs> she calls, uh, Toji, Shinji, and Ida 
dumb pea brain idiot trio. <laughs> just, just throws these things out so fast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's a great episode if you want to see women look shocked, by the way, because the class rep says that Toji's kind and Asuka's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? And earlier when, when Ida wants to be the pilot, uh, 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 Kotz like, what the fuck? It's the same yeah. expression. Yeah. Classic, classic anime. And since we haven't said it out loud yet, Toji is the fourth children. Oh, yeah. And his one of the reasons he agreed to it is because he's going to get his sister sent to the Nerve um, HQ Medical Center mm-hmm. so she can get better tre- treatment when she's getting at the hospital currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's un- And the thing is, no one, and I mean no one, is telling Shinji this. Mm-hmm. And every time someone does try to say it, like... They they get cut off or something, but yeah, it's like highly hinted at throughout the last last episode, like his visit to the principal's office, like just his absence, just like Ray Ayanami suddenly showing like not interest, but like kind of checking on him a little bit every now and again, just uh, just little little subtle hints that you may not get unless you've watched it a couple of times. But and Shinji, yeah, right over. I, I was looking, sometimes after I watch the episodes, if I watch them the day before, I'll go on TV Tropes and look at the summary to kind of remind myself what happened. And I was looking at the tropes that were in this episode, and one that has such a great name is that um, Shinji is firmly locked out of the loop <laughs> until the very end about Shinji. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that that trope there, because he, uh, truth is the best way to describe it. There is, everyone knows Shinji's just like, I wonder who this kick, this new kick could be. This is gonna be crazy. <laughs> oh boy, can't wait to meet him. Yeah, probably not. Probably nobody I know. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I only not. know like five people. Yeah. What are the odds that one of and three of them are already pilots? Yeah. So, yeah. what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds you meet anybody else I know? Mm-hmm. Oh god, it's class rep. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fucking crazy. Class rep from the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> So we see we see uh, Shinji and Asuka hanging out at uh, at uh, Kaji's apartment for once, and they're just doing their thing. And as soon as Shinji says even one fucking word, Asuka cuts him off just instantly. Yes, and then Kaji's just like, "Are you guys fighting already?" How did he know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. they were silently in the room. They were, so, they were doing nothing. <laughs> yep, that's how good of a spy he is. Yeah, he can oh, just read yeah. any room. Yeah. This, by the way, this whole sequence is filled with some banger-ass quotes. And one of them is Asuka saying, I want to be happy, but I can't. Damn, Asuka. Okay. Really cut deep I right feel there. That. On the head. I feel that. Yes. Um, I do like that um, there's a, a moment where Kaji is talking to Shinji, and he mentions trying to know yourself. Because in the last episode, you know, Shinji has that extended conversation with himself. Or two episodes. Um, where he's just talking um, to himself. And so that, I, mean, I really hit Shinji pretty hard and it leads shinji into saying in the most amazingly phrased quote i've ever heard i don't understand people who are adults mm. mm-hmm. I, I like what oh, go ahead i was just saying I, he doesn't say i don't understand adults he's just like as if being an adult is an affliction <laughs> i don't understand people who are adults i don't know how they do it Hold that thought in your mind, Seth. Crystallize that for later. Let me underline it. People who are adults, you're going to want to come back to that. I like Kaji's line that he said before that, which was, people can never fully know others. Good luck even knowing yourself. Mm. Yes. Preach. Also, just real quick, side note. 
the fucking sheets they have. What's going on with these sheets? They cover your middle? Oh, yeah. Only? What is this? On? Is this a Japanese thing? Are we just are we just dumb? Or is yes, this... it's in all anime. This is what sheets do, look do like. Do y'all's feet just not get cold? The real questions are being asked right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Japanese kid from earlier that Ben spoke directly to. Please tweet at us mm-hmm. or at somebody and tell them give us these answers. Please let us know. Is this like is this like y'all's like uh, V-neck like uh, so, like just chest sweaters that you guys have like the sleeveless sweaters. Mm. Yeah. I forgot the official name it, of them, so I... Sweater vest. Sweater vest, yes, sorry. <laughs> These vest-like sweaters, what are they called again? Yeah, <laughs> you really circled it. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, just this conversation about we can't, we can't forget starts off with Shinji asking Kaji about his own father. Yes, a theme in this show, or a running... Basically a running gag in this show where Shinji's just like, Hey, what, what do you know about my dad? <laughs> Anything? Anything? Is he nice? Is he cool? What is his hobbies? Yeah. Anything? What does he like? Yeah. Is he like me? Does he mention me? Is all, is hey, I'll about tell you me? one thing, Shinji. He is not like you. <laughs> and he, also, he does not like you. He He's does not like you. Before. Yeah. Are you? You're his son. Yeah. We we constantly forget he even has a son. There's also a really great line where Kaji says, "A woman is a far off existence." <laughs> yes. Apparently, the word for girlfriend in Japan is the Chinese characters for a woman and far away. Mm. And it, it really, really puts in perspective not only how Kaji feels about women, but it, it kind of resonates with Shinji. Because that is just mm. the way he feels about women all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it was really a very interesting conversation. Um, and, and the composition in, in the scene was very nice, how they, how they had them there. It was interesting. And then we, we cut to Unit 3's being tested or started up the first time. And I love how there's not a single person, there's not one human being who has a good feeling about this. Nope. Everything we see, evokes who don't even fucking know, like Shinji, has a bad feeling about this. It's great. It's like just the heavy foreshadowing, I guess, of this. Because it's like at this point you can tell that there's some desperation to every move that Nerve makes. Uh, no matter how confident Gendo or Gendo, Gendo seems to be, they are they're they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do next. And guess what? Yeah, this does not go well. Mm-hmm. Once again, this time we had all time to prepare. There's no immediate threat. There's no angel coming to kill everybody. Yeah. But they once again throw an untrained child into a war machine and say, "Go for it, Toji." Yeah. And the Ava's eyes, as we see, are bloodshot when it, when the entry plug goes in, which is your first, your second. Good hit, sign. I guess. Good sign. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Also, this one just looks bad, y'all. It's black. It and does. Blue. It it looks evil already. Yeah. <laughs> it's got red teeth. This is not good, yeah. y'all. Yeah. And this thing, you guys had control over that. You painted it these, this this way. Uh-huh. Maybe if you didn't paint this way, it might not have been so evil. Yeah. You know, yeah. why couldn't it have been like pink? Yeah. yeah make it pink. Make it yeah. green. You know, something. Uh, so, yeah, of course, it goes bad. Yeah. It's 13th Angel and, now. And Angel has blue. infiltrated it at Blood Time Blue. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it is, if you've ever, and if an iconic imagery, if you've ever seen the Netflix thumbnail with, like, the that one Ava walking with with the big mm. thing behind it, that's in this episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, a lot of. And it looks fucking dumb. Yeah. A lot of, icon, uh, a lot of iconic imagery in this episode alone. Yeah. Yeah, this episode is an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. 
Asuka tries to tell Shinji that Toji's in the in the robot, and she takes her eye off the ball for a second and gets fucked up. Yep. This thing. And then uh, it fucking blows up the way. facility. By the way. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. By yeah. The just way. fucking explodes everything, which is crazy. Turns out, by the way, in the manga, they didn't do that. That was an N two mine going off to try and stop it, and it mm. failed. Interesting. Uh, another self destruct <laughs> uh, sequence was initiated, guys. Maybe in this case I get it. Maybe maybe yeah. now when we know about the giant biomechanical robot, it's maybe a good idea to put a nuclear bomb next to him just yeah. in case. Maybe. Um, but I love this part too, where Ray is like trying to like she's ready to like pounce to stop this thing, and it does this what would look stupid in most things, just like backwards leap, but it's so inhuman mm-hmm. here that it works. Yeah, because it looks just looking at the shot, it almost looked like it, if you're Ray, it looks like gravity got turned off. For this machine, because yeah. it just goes, mm. it just goes straight up, and its feet and just, you know goes to its center of gravity. Mm-hmm. It looks really fucking weird, so it would throw you off guard immediately. It basically, he did like a shooting star press. That's what he did. Yes, basically. And then it starts like bleeding onto her Ava to infiltrate it, and they blow her Ava's arm off without disconnecting her from the feeling mm. of it. So she loses the arm mentally. Mm-hmm. Speaking, which is uh, very, I don't see the big deal, honestly. You know, limbs coming off, who cares? Okay, uh, well, I think, uh, I think you might have, I think you might have a different perspective than most. Yeah. <laughs> Get it together, kids. <laughs> For me, it was Sunday. Um, For the listeners like who don't whole- know, Smith has, Smith is missing a leg, just so you know. Yeah. This is a horrifying scene, what happens. This this thing doesn't move like an Ava or a human, and it just has this animalistic quality to it that is disturbing mm-hmm. to see. Yes. It is possessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it attacks Shinji, and Shinji refuses to fight back because he will not commit murder. He knows there's a person in there. Doesn't know it's Toji still, but doesn't want to kill anybody. And so they're like, well, Shinji, fuck you. It's done plug time. Yeah. yeah. Gendo's like, oh, you won't kill him? Okay, cool, no problem. Throws in the dummy plug. And then you you talk about the Ava moving animalistically. We st- or the angel. Well, now we see this Ava, uh, one that's ostensibly not controlled by an angel, go fucking ballistic mm-hmm. and just tear apart Unit 3 like an animal. Yeah, and it was weird because like this is different from when it has gone berserk in the past because everything it does here, it feels calculated. Like, yeah. like it's make like it's make these choices feel purposeful instead of just mindlessly like clawing at something. It's like, I'm going to choke it out. I'm going to break its neck and then I'm going to slowly rip it apart and I'm going to go for the entry plug and I'm going to smash that. Like everything seems calculated there. And that just makes this like the dummy plug and everything. It feels more sinister too. And also just before they initiate it, just, just uh, Gendo going like initiate. It's like, we can't, it's like, it's better than the current pilot do it. It's like, oh, that yeah. probably just cut Shinji to the core, man. Yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't say Shinji, he doesn't say my son. He says, it's better than the fucking body that's in there now. It's better than that thing <laughs> that's in there yeah. right now. Yeah, calling him the pilot constantly is so distancing from what is his son, basically. You know, it's it's really good. Like it, It's effective yeah. as hell. Yeah, there's so many layers to the, the Gendo shit. It, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it just goes complete animal, rips this, rips the a- a- Ava three apart, fucking blood everywhere, punching it over and over and over and over, and then takes the entry plug, which 
we all know has Toji in it, um, crushes it. Yep. And Shinji gets emotional, still not knowing that it's Toji, just knowing that there's a person in there who had died. And, and he's inside of the vehicle that's doing it, even though it's not his actions. It, it all feels, I mean, Shinji is completely torn up right now. Mm-hmm. And also in this scene in the control room, Gendo looks pleased. Everyone else looks fucking terrified. Dower in that room, mm-hmm. for sure. People won't look at the screen. People, you know, they, they're looking like, you know, everything I've done has in some way contributed to this, and I feel bad now. Mm-hmm. It's, cra- it's, it's, it's very, very harrowing. Because the battle is over. The battle ended when it broke the damn thing's neck. It was done. This is just a slaughter at this point. This is just gruesome fucking dismemberment, mm-hmm. you know? And the river is running red with blood from the fucking dead Ava unit. It's 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 buildings horrifying. are it's buildings great. are covered in blood in like blood splatter. Yeah, which is yep. that's an interesting image to me because there is nothing on earth right now that we can imagine that would cover us a full building in blood. The exterior of like an office building, there's nothing we can imagine that would cover that entirely in blood. And so that image itself really fucking sticks with you as something that is, even though the whole show is about these big robots and angels and stuff, seeing that specifically, because it's it's something you can't, you can understand an office building, you can understand blood, but that image really just drives home how out of the, out of this world the show can be. If you, if you somehow shot a blue whale at an office building, it still wouldn't. Be and it would have to be like a, it would have to be a small office building. Yeah. To, even for a blue whale, like a, a medium size, a couple floors, three, four floors. What well, could do that? It's, it's crazy. To think about very, very crazy. Is. The fact that they bleed red blood like us—that's terrifying to mm-hmm. consider. Even though know? their blood type is blue. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, no. This is an angel. This. Oh yeah, you're right. It's an angel. Uh, who's orange? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Whatever. What's our blood type? That's all we know. Are we red? Is that what it is? Well, think about. Hold on. Think about it though. When Romuald died in episode fucking three, it bled red blood too, all through through Tokyo three. Remember when they shot it with the fucking Mm -hmm. cannon? Maybe we're not so different us and the angels. Oh man, this is Mm. deep. Again, I cannot wait to tell you guys the backstory to this fucking universe that is again only revealed in a PS2 uh, instruction <laughs> manual for video games. It's my, fa- it's my favorite fact about it is that it's it's all there. So yeah. Also to go back real fast to episode 16, I should have said back then we first started doing this. Like you said, Seth, it opens with da 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 and ends with absolute horror of an Ava tearing its way out of the fucking Dirac scene. Yes. The imaginary number space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the, like, the the bookends on these episodes are are pretty wild. Because a lot of folks remember this show as being depressing. There's a lot of depression, there's a lot of exploration, you know, of that side of things. They forget it's funny, they also forget it's horrifying sometimes, too. Yeah. The show has many facets to it, and they're all excellent. Yeah, so at this point, all that's left is that, you know, Shinji is feeling... Pretty sad about what happened. Still has not been told. And as he he's looking out at the entry plug and over the over the comms, Katsuragi is trying to tell him before he sees that it's Toji. And you talked earlier about that this voice actor expressing pain. Holy shit, does he go all in on this scream that ends the episode mm-hmm. when he realizes how horrible um the actions of the Ava were. 
I'm trying to find out real quick because I, I don't want to be sure about this because they did, they did change Shinji's voice actor a couple of times, and I want to make sure I get the Netflix one yeah. right. That is Casey Mongilo. So mm-hmm. yes, good yeah. job. Yeah, good job, Casey. And I'm gonna be honest, like I don't know if it's because that this is the dub that I've heard first, but I've heard bits and pieces of like the original, uh, the original dub. Doesn't, doesn't sound like great. And then I found out that people have a problem with this dub, and I think it's because that's mainly the dub that they're the most familiar with. Yeah, it's not the, the whole thing about you know your favorite. Everything comes from the first time you saw it, or when it was popular when you were a kid, or whatever. So I just think people have that thing. Mm-hmm. I think over. I've seen both. I honestly think this dub is really good. I, I like it. Yeah, a lot. it's. Uh, yeah, I just fucking wish that Netflix would redo the dub and then redo the subs to match what's in the dub. So that if you watch with both, like I like to, they don't say different shit. Yeah. I don't, that's, They're never going to do that because that's not how any anime has ever worked in history. But that's just, subs do not have the same subtitles. That's just, I, the thing is, what I think it should be like is there should be a sub for the Japanese audio. But if you're watching a dub with the subs, those should there should be a sub for the American audio or the English audio. That's how I think it should work. But apparently that's insane to have someone type more words. You know, I don't know. I'm crazy. You could be, crea- call me, you could be creating more crazy. jobs that way. Exactly. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the, all, one of those guys, one of the window openers on the bus, he can type the, the English <laughs> subtitles. It's his night job. <laughs> yeah. What's his WPM? Um, <laughs> which, the thing is, is like, yeah, the original dub of this show is considered one of the better dubs they ever made, but it was the 90s, and so standards were a lot lower back then for what a good dub would be. And I think Netflix dub is very good in, in most situations. However, the one thing they did wrong, which is truly terrible, is they did not get the rights to a certain song that is supposed to play at a certain point in the show that we have not gotten to. And the lack of that song playing almost ruins the whole scene. And I cannot believe they could not spare the money to license this incredibly old and famous song for the one scene in the show that tra- made it transcendent when it first aired. Is it Helter Skelter? <laughs> Like yeah, Martin, Martin, Martin Scorsese couldn't help them get the the rights to that. Yes. Now you'll see when the when the scene happens, I'll I'll show you all the original scene because it's it's way better with the song over it. Yeah. And before we sign off and get our pulse check from Ben, I did want to say that Ben shared with us something very interesting. Um, mm. The episode um, where they where Oscar and Shinji have to work together and choreograph that attack. The events of that episode and some other events like when, you know, Ray does the shield for Shinji are straight up ripped for the final battle in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I gotta say, watching them side by side, it's kind of like a loving recreation of one of the coolest see- come to some of the cool some of the cool scenes in anime. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I mean by the way, Ben, you spoiled the end of the Super Mario Brothers movie for me. I haven't seen it yet. So why not? <laughs> you know. I had no idea they were going to beat Bowser, honestly. Oh, I, I, did, I did not know any part of it. Uh, um, but it was awesome. It was like, it was kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, that's insane. <laughs> this is happening in a Mario movie. Yeah, like Evangelion's influence just continues to like show itself even like 30 years, 30 years now. Like it just, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's always prevalent in these animators because people forget that the, the people like say what you will about Illumination, but the animators, they're all nerds. 
These are all geeks. Yeah. There's no Chad animators out there. They all they are all they all come from the same cloth. They're all built the same way. They all love Neon Genesis Evangelion. So they're always going to yeah. <laughs> pepper in references here and there. That's just going to be an ep- a, a forever constant in an animation. Mm. Yeah. That that was really cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of the it's one of the I wouldn't say the foundational text, but it is definitely one of the revised texts of anime. You know, the 90s were a huge time, and this was probably one of the biggest shows yeah. ever. I mean, you got, like, people, you know, you're talking about foundational stuff. Foundational stuff, one thing people don't ever admit is that it shifts over time. Foundational animation was much different for people who started their career in the 70s. People who are working in Illumination, who might have started their careers in the 2000s, that that was their shit. They were, they were probably all watching Evangelion and Ghost in the Shell and shit like that. Um, so I do, I do, I think that it probably is very foundational for some of the guys these oh, yeah. days. Well, it's interesting because, like, Evangelion is a deconstruction of the mecha genre. But to deconstruct something, it has to have already been constructed by somebody else first. And so this is now becoming the foundation for people who don't even know the shit from the 80s and 70s that Anno came up on and was referencing here in his own work. And yep. it's really interesting to me how that how, moves the same way, right? We recently had, what is it called, Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny's come out or whatever. Yeah. Getting terrible reviews. It's getting very badly uh, pummeled, which it probably should. Yeah. Because people don't understand those movies were about three guys, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and Harrison Ford, making movies that were referencing the golden age of movies, you know, the, the, the 20s and 30s. And no one today knows those movies anymore. Like, that doesn't exist for those people. So they don't understand what they're talking about in those films. They don't get what made them special and good. And I think here, though... People do still understand certain parts because they they have an operating knowledge of this. Yeah. But yeah, like Evangelion is 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 yes is foundational. You are right, Steph. I'm just saying that like yeah. to them it was not for sure. So we're here at the time, Ben. Pulse check. We're 18 episodes mm-hmm. in. We're closing in on what is the end of this section of the Evangelion canon. Um, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, this is the weird shit that I kept hearing about, and now we're getting more and more of that. Uh, like, the little bit of Evangelion that I knew about coming into this uh, is starting to really show itself in this final stretch here, which I'm very excited to get deeper into it. Um, yeah, this it's just... It, it's great. It's, it's, starting to, it's starting to get really emotional. Like, the parts of the series where it starts getting very retrospective, they're starting to hit a little more. They're starting to hit a little closer to home, which I wasn't quite prepared for. So I don't know if I'm going to get destroyed by the end of this, like emotionally, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Like this is probably the most poignant, like so far that an anime has kind of felt to me personally. Cause like, like growing up, you know, like the only anime I've really watched growing up, you know, was like anything that showed on Toonami in the late nineties, early two thousands. So like you got all your dragon balls, all the like, uh, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Zatch Bell, um, Naruto. Yeah. Yeah. Nar- yeah. Naruto. Uh, <laughs> Naruto. Uh, Naruto. Yeah. And like, like anything around time around that, I wasn't even really watching the anime on, uh, Adult Swim that they would show. It was strictly Toonami for the most part. Yeah. So those were like, oh, cool action, space, blow up, uh, Saiyan, uh, yellow hair. But now this one is like, god damn, man, this is this is hitting. <laughs> this is this hitting yeah. a little too close. So I'm, I'm I'm very happy we have something like this that does that for people. 
that, that it gets really retrospective and it it's yeah. really it's starting to look more and more like an insight to the creator than it has felt already so i'm really looking forward to the rest of this yeah and th- this batch okay. especially has probably two of the best episodes in the show episode 16 and 18 yeah. are r- absolute bangers there's a character in this episode and a lot of them that is that is an insert of anno's father and it's not mm. gendo uh so just just keep that okay. in mind is it class route <laughs> yes also just as an exercise, it's hard to do now because of how because we we have all this this time. But try and like pretend for a moment that you don't know about Evangelion and you're just some random mecha anime nerd in mm-hmm. Japan in the nineties, and you're watching this happen, and we're beginning to get into the fucked up field, the zone of shit where folks in the nineties did not know what was mm-hmm. coming at them, and they don't they're not prepared for what to happen. And these last episodes, Ben, when you finally watch them, you're gonna see some Ooh. shit yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes hard. Yeah. I guess, I guess it, we're gonna have a whole. I guess it's kind of like uh, people who saw The Exorcist back in the day when it first came out, and how like there were pe- people passing out in the theater and everything. And now people watch that movie when they go to sleep. You know, like they just they just weren't expecting that. I wish I could go back in time and just watch this with the rest of Japan as it was coming out. Yeah, you see, like, you ever seen Not Living yes. Dead? The original yes. Night of the Living Dead. How today is goofy and hokey mm-hmm. or whatever. Back then, people had nightmares. And children would go to the theater and watch Night of the Living Dead. And there was, like, people eating flesh on the screen, which today looks, again, fo- hokey and fake. But back then, they were fucking losing their minds over that shit. And we can't go back to that, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. We can't ever, like, really get ourselves mm-hmm. that mindset. But it, it exists. Yeah. It happened. Yeah, I mean, we, we make jokes about it a lot. But there are people who at one time saw that movie of a train coming at them and thought a train was coming yeah. at them. Because they hadn't seen this before. And that's yeah. that's what we're talking about. We're talking about stuff that like literally is not only foundational, but it really changes the way you ex- what you expect. You're like, okay, I kind of know where a show is going to go. I'm just going to surprise me. But now we're getting to the part of, we're getting to the part of Evangelion that is the train coming at the screen, basically. Yeah. And it's really, really crazy. And also, we're going to have to have a whole conversation about the reaction to the last two episodes of this show, which probably had more real-world impact on people than you could possibly mm. imagine uh, uh, in good and bad ways. So it's going to be very interesting to talk about that because it was a huge thing in anime for many, many, many years. Still is, really. To this. Yeah, it, it never stopped. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Heck yeah. All right, boys. Well, that's an episode of the mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. Uh, this has been the Alienos Podcast. You can find uh, me, uh, Smith, on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the stuff that I write on instinct-shatter.io. I'm Ben. You can find me on almost any social media at the re- at, at the Ben Powell. Um, you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Ben Powell. I'm starting to play Tears of the Kingdom now, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun. It's gold, honestly, guys. It's one of, the, one of my favorite streams I've watched recently was Ben playing Tears of the Kingdom. There's a, a moment where he builds a boat for five minutes and then yeah. it fails and he turns around and realizes there's a bridge ten feet away from him. It's the best thing on Twitch. Ben unlocked a secret boss fight on stream. Yes. That's pretty great. <laughs> and that moment, too, like, just... just I, w- I went back and rewatched it because I'm cutting that episode up now for, like... Uh, for for like uh, Instagram shorts and all that, which I did just post one. You can yeah. find a the BP underscore Twitch on Instagram. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I rewatched that moment and just seeing Smith's comment like, hey, uh, Ben, there's a bridge. And me just looking over and just like. <laughs> I'm having. I'm having a lot, I'm having a lot of fun because it the, the game is it's it's daunting for someone like me. Like there's just so much to do and there's so much you can do that I start overcomplicating the simple parts. Yeah. So like it's a lot of fun. Uh, Whenever next time I stream, come watch. Yeah. Nice. Well, you can lead a horse of water, but you can't make him drink the LCL. Fuck, uh, Gendo. It's, it's got to be Gendo. This one. Um, we have stopped trying to uh, solve the angel problem and trying to become them. And from from Tokyo Three all the way to the site of the second impact, this has been the Podcast, baby. We're Bye. out. Out.